This is Sam Glynn of Code in Motion, and this is Cyber 321. Plain English Cyber in three articles, two numbers, and one action. It's February 4th, and in case you missed it, Wednesday the 2nd is Groundhog Day. This year, uh, Puxatawney Phil saw his shadow, which predicts six more weeks of winter. But in controversial news, Ohio's Buckeye Chuck didn't see his shadow, so he has predicted an early spring. Who is right? The first of our three articles this week uh, comes from Ireland's National Cyber Security Centre. As reported by Cyber Ireland, a cyber vitals checklist has been produced by the NCSC to ensure that organisations can check their critical cyber controls are implemented and working correctly. The checklist covers eight areas with no more than five specific actions in each area. So it's a very consumable document and a great way for any organization to benchmark itself. It's also good to see some key measures like multi-factor authentication, incident response planning, backups and staff awareness training are all included. And this checklist from the NCSC could be very timely given the increasing tensions between Russia and the West over the Ukraine. Which brings me to my second article. Our own reality, I've, I've broken the rules here and linked to numerous articles which all point to increasing concerns that the situation in the Ukraine may lead to an increasing number of cyber attacks. After all, modern warfare includes cyber warfare. According to one report in Bank Info Security, the US Department of Homeland Security is reportedly warning that the US could witness a retaliatory cyber attack at the hands of Russia if it decides to respond to the latter's potential invasion of Ukraine. A former CISO for the city of Seattle is quoted as saying, it is likely that any military action taken by the US and Ukraine will be met by actions designed to give the US other things to worry about. And in the UK, their NCSE agency is encouraging UK organisations to learn from recent cyber attacks in the Ukraine, stating that recent cyber activity in and around Ukraine fits with a pattern of Russian behaviour previously observed, including in the damaging NotPetya incident. Now, NotPetya was a cyber attack launched in June 2017, uh, which was distributed through phishing emails and took advantage of a vulnerability in Microsoft Windows, for which Microsoft had released a security fix three months earlier. Uh, It was also a vulnerability that the US National Security Agency knew about and exploited over the previous five years. While we might think of NotPetya as ransomware, this is actually wrong. NotPetya wiped data and there was no way to retrieve it, even if you did pay a ransom. So unless you had a reliable backup, your data was gone forever. The third article this week, which relates to zero trust architecture. To reduce the impact of future cyber attacks, the White House wants government agencies to adopt a zero trust security model within the next two years. A recent memorandum sets forth a federal zero trust architecture strategy which requires agencies to meet specific cybersecurity standards and objectives by the end of fiscal year 2024 in order to reinforce the government's defences against increasingly sophisticated and persistent threat campaigns. The zero trust approach is based on the notion that local devices and connections can't be completely trusted. Users need to be authorised, authenticated and continuously validated. The strategy includes the need for strong multi-factor authentication systems to be in place, which are resistant to phishing attacks, 
uh, for example, the need to use physical identity verification cards. It also requires each agency to have a full inventory, inventory of the computer devices that are allowed to access the network, with each device built to a recognised security standard. To me, this tells me that the baseline, which defines appropriate security measures, a term you'll see mentioned in GDPR and in other uh, legislative documents, that this baseline is starting to get higher. Two numbers this week. Uh, the first is 60 days. And going back to the zero trust architecture uh, that the White House is requiring US agencies to implement, um, these agencies have been given 60 days to submit their implementation plan. So not a lot of time to spend time thinking about what zero trust actually means. And the second number this week is 23%. This is according to a report by Checkpoint and reported in ThreatPost. 23% of all phishing emails scanned by Checkpoint email security filters in Q4 2021 were found to be using the DHL brand to try to fool the email recipients. This has earned DHL the dubious distinction of replacing Microsoft at the top of the Checkpoint software list of brands most imitated by threat actors. This week's action is to double check your defences. As I mentioned earlier, there seems to be an increasing number of advisories being issued about the potential for a significant cyber attack against Western nations. Both the US and UK cybersecurity agencies have released recent statements reminding organisations to check their defences. So we all need to do the same. My top five. First up, are your accounts protected with multi-factor authentication, especially administrator accounts and accounts that gain access into crown jewel systems like your email system or your file servers? Number two, are your systems up to date with your security patches, especially Windows operating systems, Microsoft Office, Adobe Reader and other commonly attacked applications like internet browsers? Number three, do you have recent backups that are not accessible online? So if something like a NotPetya launches again and gets at your online backups, you still have a plan B. Number four, are your staff being reminded about common phishing scams and what to look out for? Uh, and as mentioned in the checkpoint uh, survey of Q4 2021, uh, are they being told to watch out for emails purporting to be from DHL and other delivery companies? Number five, do you know what you would do in the first couple of hours if you were attacked? For example, who would you call? If you don't know where to start, start with my guide to the basics at codedmotion.ie forward slash the dash basics. Alternatively, the checklist published by the NCSC, which I've mentioned earlier, is also a very useful guide. That's it from me for this week. But before I go, if you're a small business trying to sell to a larger firm, you may be interested in a two hour online workshop that I'll be running in a couple of weeks. Many small businesses struggle to get in the door of these larger firms because they perceive you as a security risk. My Cybersecurity Without Insanity workshop will show you how to prove that you are not a risk. And even if you don't sell to large firms, but you are interested in finally getting cybersecurity off your to-do list, this workshop may help. My workshop comes with three guarantees. Number one, we will only use plain English. Number two, you will not lose your sanity. And number three, you will leave the session with a very clear view on what you need to focus on right now. And if I fail with any of these three guarantees, you get your money back. If that sounds interesting, 
go to my site at codeinmotion.ie forward slash workshop for more details. Until next week, take care.